good to and it happens to be Thursday so you know on Tuesdays and Thursdays we generally do our podcast at night and we're super excited because we have a guest well good evening everyone this is Carol so aka Naughty Boss live from a very loud now I'm going to explain that after to Sisters, hey, good evening, everyone. It's Janice, aka Wellness Diva 5.0, soon to be 6.0. I'm cracking, still cracking up about that um, with a different hairdo today. So I'm kind of excited by, by that as well. And that's been eight months in the making. So, you know, that's what's trending today for me. But obviously, today we have a guest, which, and she happens to be a friend of mine. So I just want to let everybody know that. Um, we met through an anthology that we did last year um, called Thriving Beyond Crisis, Conversations with Resilient Entrepreneurs. And we want to welcome this evening to the Two Sisters podcast family, Wendy. Welcome, Wendy. We're so excited Hi. to have you on. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here with you ladies. Appreciate it. Oh, well, this is awesome. So, you know, as I said, we were in the book together um, last yeah. year, but you are also a an author in your own right, having done a couple of your own books, as well as the host of your podcast called A Juicy Pear Podcast. Yeah, so, what do you think of my sign? Juicy I just what? Juicy what? A juicy, juicy pear. pear. A, a juicy affair? A juicy pear, pear as in fruit. Oh, juicy bear. No. <laughs> pear as in pear. fruit. As in oh, fruit. Pear, like pear, fruit, a juicy yeah, yeah. pear. I'm like, okay, bear, a fair. A fair I could see juicy, I guess. For some people, anyways. A juicy story. We just, yeah. we just changed the name of your mind. And that's because you both were saying bear or pear at the same time, which sounded like bear. <laughs> now I get it. I'm on the same page. Okay. Uh, Wendy's also on her podcast is also on good pods. Oh, yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Good yeah. Congratulations so, yeah. So take us back um, to when we did the book together, but I think your, your book came out the one yeah, that it, came out before the anthology. Yeah. So it came out in 2019. It's called a gray resort and really, um, it really changed my life. It's, uh, it took many, it took a lot longer to write than normally. It took about eight years to write. Um, I was in the throes of parenting. Um, so I have two sets of twins and, you know, they were youngsters then. So I didn't really have a lot of time to do anything other than mother them. Um, so, you know, writing was always kind of an escape for me. Even when I was a young girl, I liked to do a lot more poetry and short stories and things. But it was sort of an escape, and I kind of got back into that. Um, and uh, so really, it's I, I grew up in a small northern town in Wisconsin, and I grew up uh, on a really lovely resort. It was on a lake. We had a pool. We had eight cabins. Um, you know, I didn't realize then how good I had it. And um, it was just a great time to be, um, I don't know, it was just a great time. It was during the 70s and 80s. My parents um, were very giving people. They loved to entertain. They loved to have these parties, right? So um, people would get wind of these parties. And, you know, people from in town would come in. Everybody that stayed in the resort would attend. And all of the neighbors would come. And I would remember being a little girl bumping into these people. 
basically, you know, it was just like, you know, my dad would be the grill master. He would get all this food together and it would be just kind of like a giant picnic. And then afterwards he would get his guitar out and um, sing and play. And it was just a fun time. And um, in addition to that, you know, there were some paranormal things that happened at a resort. And I thought, you know what, this would make a great premise for the book. So um, I came up with a gray resort and um, I won an award for it. And I've got a lot of great reviews. And um, it was something that I really felt like I wanted to, it had to come out. You know, I always wanted to write, I always wanted to write a book and I just went ahead and set myself out to do it. Um, it wasn't easy. And I did run into some uh, stumbling blocks along the way, of course, but um, I managed to do it. And um, yeah, so, I've got sort of a small following, you know, people really, really liked it. They really received it well. They, you know, they're like, oh, I thought this was a book about fishing. You know, I picked it up. Um, a couple of guys said that. And, you know, I was reading the book and it was really hard for me to put down. It's something I've never, you know, read a book like this before. And that's what I was going for. So I would say it's kind of you know, it's fiction, but it's kind of based on my experiences. I would call it like a romance slash, but I hate to say that because people have a lot of preconceived ideas right away. Like, oh, you know, it's not a cheesy romance. Um, I purposely just, I made it different. I, I wanted to, you know, have people pick up the book and not want to put it down. So I kind of went into, into that with that mindset. That, that, that's such a great, uh, you know, goal to reach and achieve because I think a lot of people aspire to do that in their writing. And, you know, maybe that's not necessarily their niche and, and for you it was, and that's why it worked. So I, I think that, you know, you already had this notion of where you wanted to take the reader. Uh, you only had a vision and it doesn't mean that other authors don't have those same visions, but because you want to create something more so, because I don't think, I mean, there, I think there are some authors that kind of think along those lines. Like I just want to take them to a place where they cannot put this book down. Like they, it's one of those times where, you know, it's one of those books you're going to read like in either in 24 hour period, or, or it's just going to take you a couple of days kind of like even like a short series on yeah. Netflix or whatever it may be like, Oh my God. And it goes right to the next episode. And you're like, well, I just can turn the page and then I'm on the next chapter. So I kind of like that. I, I like that feedback from you on that aspect that you actually thought of that. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah. I, when I was writing the book, I, um, I just feel like if anyone would wants to be a writer, if they want to have a book published um, you know, really just kind of go in and just kind of look within and what lights your fire, what, um, you know, what makes you excited. And um, for me, it was sort of, I, I kind of took it like, you know, when we meet our first love, the, the first feelings of that and how wonderful it is. And, you know, it's all elation and, um, you know, it's just very magical. And I wanted to capture that, but I, I didn't want to do it in a cheesy way. And I didn't want to do it in, um, you know, I took my book right to the very edge before, if you know what I mean, before it would become a different kind of a book. And I took it right there. And I did that on purpose um, because I always, you know, I just wanted to capture, um, the reader's attention. And I, I think I've achieved that. Um, and it, it also, 
if you want to write a book, it's, it's imperative that you have other people other than yourself look at the book and give you constructive criticism. Now, you know, everyone has their own ideas of what they think a book, you know, should be. Um, but yeah, but also you don't want to lose yourself too in your vision. You want to stand firm. And I mean, if you believe in it, you believe in it. You're going to find your core group of followers or people that want to read your stuff if you believe in it. Um, but you also got to be open to, you know, constructive criticism as well. That is so true because I, I'm a firm believer in constructive criticism. And obviously if you ask the question, you should be, uh, um, well-versed to not just hear it, but to listen to it because I, I'm a firm believer in constructive criticism can be, uh, can really be the best form of flattery. Um, like, Hey, I like the way you took the story this way, but maybe, you know, I would have suggested maybe doing this chapter this way. And in what you mentioned too, about sticking to your vision is so very important. And I guess to the process of, um, you know, I think you said it took you about, um, eight years to do, to write the book. Um, obviously with two sets of twins, God bless you. Um, and by the way, how old are your sets of twins? If you don't mind okay. us asking. Yeah, no, the older set are going to be 18. So they're seniors. They're going to graduate in about a month. And the younger set are, um, they just turned 15. So you had to think about that. They're freshmen. So they're all in high school together, which is pretty cool. Oh, oh wow. I know. I, yeah, I'm always running around, um, you know, taxi driver to, you know, the younger set. And it's, uh, yeah, it's a lot of organized chaos. <laughs> It is a little that. easier than when they were younger, though. I have to say, when they were younger, yeah, that was. I love the uh, the uh, that whole mindset of organized chaos. Oh my gosh! Yes. Now, I, were you also in the service when you had your children? No, I was in the service so long ago. I was uh, in my twenties. It was like in a different lifetime ago. Yeah, I I didn't even want kids at all in my 20s to be honest with you I I didn't I was very I just I didn't um and then you know as I got older you know I was I was in the service for four years um you know well thank you for your service oh thank you um you know it was I learned a lot of great things from the military um but you know I didn't they wanted me to re-enlist and it was just you know I was done after four I was like I'm out of here I'm good (laughs) You know, and there's, I gotta, you know what, and there's, and there's, you know, a, a lot of people do that. Um, yeah. For a lot of people, it's a pivotal moment of maybe reevaluating uh, what what they want. Uh, you know, some obviously go into that career, um, you know, for college or direction or want to do officer's candidate school or see a long term commitment. And others say, you know what, I just I want to serve in some way capacity and see if this is a fit for me and. You know, I, I, I think it's honorable for anybody uh, to take that oath because it's a calling for, for four years, for eight years, for a career, whatever it may be, it's still a calling, uh, even if it was for that particular time period. And uh, that is to be commended. It obviously gave you some insight into what most people uh, are not really privy to. Yeah, no, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I didn't realize what I was getting into. That that could be a whole new, I could write a book about that. That was, um, my first couple of years were, were pretty rough. <laughs> it wasn't easy, um, for sure. 
I, you know, I was married for a short time, divorced. That was very messy. Um, just, it was just very, it was, it was not easy to navigate. And, um, I didn't want to stay in the service to be honest with you, but I, I, I saw it through, I did oh, four I did. years. Um, and they ended up wanting me to reenlist. And I'm like, no, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm good. But, um, I did gain a lot of, um, a lot of different skills, um, you know, life skills. And, um, I'm glad I did it, but cool. I don't know. I don't know if I would do it again, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know. Well, you know, too, I think at that time, you know, when people do enlist, they don't, they don't, I think you're, you're very common in that regard yeah. that you don't know what you're signing up for. Right. I mean, yeah, you truly that, don't until you're in there. And especially, I'm not sure how long ago that was, but it sounds like it was, you know, probably 20 plus years anyways. Yeah. Somewhere around right. there. And let's be real. Times are probably a little bit different for a woman to be in the service than they are today as well. Oh, absolutely. That's, that's got to be a big factor. Yeah. I mean, in you know, they want you when you're young because, you know, you're you're easier to, you know, train and things and you don't Move. really necessarily know what you're getting into. And, you know, I there are some good things about it, though. Um, you know, if you love to travel, if you want to get money for college, um, learn a trade, learn a skill. Um, there are, um, you know, a lot of phenomenal um, things about it, and it's not for everybody. But, um, yeah, it's just, it does, it was so long ago, though, but I am, I am glad that I did it. Awesome. And, in fact, your, your um, chapter in the Thriving Beyond Crisis was oh, uh, yeah. a story from when you were in the service, which... Um, I have a lot of wild stories like that. There was like a two 18 month period where it was just, it was crazy. I had, I must've had like a guardian angel sitting next to me because I had, I was in some situations that now that I, you know, I'm, I have teenagers now and I'm thinking, Oh my gosh, I wasn't that much older than they are. And, um, just incredible. That story in that uh, book, by the way, that wasn't easy to write. It was, it's a short, like all our stories were short stories, mm -hmm. but it just seemed like, I don't know. I, I remember like for hours pouring over it, making sure it was edited right and all that. That wasn't easy, was it? No. It, and it wasn't for me either. But. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was it, like, oh, this is going to be piece of cake. It's a short story, but I don't know. It wasn't a piece of cake. It was the anything that you got to edit is not always easy, especially with programming. Uh, that's uh, actually, I just currently went through something regarding uh, grammatical errors. And the, and the funny thing about it is you rely on technology. Yeah. And I purposely wrote something after the fact, grammatically wrong with misspelt words. Yeah. And it's still, I took a picture of it and uh, Microsoft grammar checked, spelling checked. I'm like, you're full of crap. Yeah. Because I know that there's, there's errors in it. So it's kind of one of those things where you, um, you know, you rely on the technology, technology piece to your computer. Um, right. and then hopefully there is an editor involved that's has their own team double checking things. Cause it's, you know, you know, sometimes you're in that moment of passion that you're writing and you oh, just, yeah. you're, you're in the groove and you're not even paying attention to, oh, did I put a period? Did I put a comma? Oh, is that a read on sentence? Does that make sense? Like, you're just like, so in that moment. And well, the there, are the grammar, there are the grammar police out there that really, oh, really cool. Well. Yeah. Well, th that's the case. They really have nothing else going on. If they're like out there like, <laughs> oh my God, this is a, you know, I mean, I could see if you had, um, you know, like a, a sign that you made and it was posted on the road and it was quite clearly misspelled. Well then, yeah, maybe then 
I don't know, you should say something or call somebody out on it. But, you know, if there's like a little, I don't know, in a message, let's say, or if someone's just doing a comment on Facebook. Now, I'm really, I really pay attention to what I write on Facebook because I'm an author and I don't want somebody, I, I actually did have someone come at me, um, you know, that was gra grammar, that was an error there. I'm like, and it, and it was true. It was, I'm like, well, I'm human, you know, I make mistakes. Um, so, but yeah, I'm very, mine was, a e mine was actually an email. And a lot of times if I'm responding to an email and I'm out and about on the road or whatever, I'm responding on right. the cell phone. So right. I'm creating an email right on the cell phone. And sometimes I'm like, I try to keep, maybe save it as a draft. So I get to the computer so I can double check it. Well, in this case, you know, I hit the send button. I'm like, oops, oh, well. And I just oh, well. said, you know, it was months ago, so I didn't even think about it. But uh, it turned yes. out to end up being, being a public record. So kudos to those grammar police out there. Oh, gosh, yes. Um, gotta love them, though. <laughs> if that's what makes the, them tick, then okay. <laughs> well, that's the but, one thing that I don't like about technology as far as, you know, spell check goes. Because, you know, it, like if out if the word out OUT was supposed to be our, it's not going to catch that. That's why I always say, you yeah, know, it doesn't catch everything. Right. right. Doesn't catch everything. I think Carolson froze up a little bit. And um, so we'll yeah, continue the conver conversation. And yeah. I know that she was having some issues yesterday with the, uh, the internet service. Um, so Wendy, you know, when you started, a juicy pear podcast, you know, I know how, for instance, Carol Sue and I started the podcast. It was like, you know, right before the, in the midst of the pandemic, oh, and we lost her. So I'm sure she's going to sign back on. Okay. In the midst of the pandemic. And we yeah. decided to work together with our wellness, you know, with our wellness business. And then a couple of days later, I said, Hey, um, we really should do a podcast. And she was like, yeah. Okay. You get, the, you get it up and running and boom, that was it. She hung, hung up the phone. And then I was like, Oh my God, like I know nothing about doing a podcast and here we are. This right. is podcast. I don't know, 430. Today would be 437 episodes. Oh, uh, congratulations. That is, thank you. that is really an accomplishment. That is a thank lot. Thank you. And wow. we, we've learned, you know, of course, as we were talking before, uh, we came on recording about the process that, you know, that it's developed over two years on how we run it. And mm -hmm. it's, it is a lot of work, but it's something that we love and that we're very passionate about. 400 and some episodes. Is that, you must do it more than once a week, don't you? We, we record five days a week, typically. Oh, I was going to say that's a heck of a lot of episodes. <laughs> yeah. And, and originally when we started, we were seven, um, seven days a week. And for the first, uh, here she is again for the first, I don't know, month or so, but then we're like, you know what, you know, a little much. First, yeah. it, it was a lot. Right. And we wanted to make sure that we got it right. And then obviously we started adding, um, you know, having guests on, but when, <coughs> excuse me, when you started your podcast, like what, I love asking this question, like, what was the thing for you? Like, um, Hey, I want to start a podcast or mm, yeah, I guess it would be a good idea. Like what was the premise behind you starting the podcast? Well, really, it was funny. I was kind of sitting at a bar and grill grill with my friend, Sean. Okay. So Sean was a co-host with me up until a few months ago, mm -hmm. but I, you know, um, I suggested to her, you know, because it's a, 
our podcast started during the pandemic as well. It was pandemic baby. Really, um, I wanted to start it because I was really tired of hearing all the um, negativity all around us. I was really sick of it, like everybody else, right? It was just like this great big gray cloud, and it would not leave. And it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And basically, you know, I just thought, you know, why don't we do this thing, do something fun. Um, we get to meet really cool people, and we can, you know, uplift each other and have some positive stories, fun stories, interesting stories, and um, do some storytelling and kind of get away from the negativity of all the news outlets, you know, just something a little bit different. So that was my mindset going into it. And, yeah, we've um, – so I – uh, host it by myself and you know I love it and it's it's fun and I really enjoy doing it it is a lot of work um, I did have to take a class on how to do a podcast because I just I mean I suppose I could have you know googled it or YouTubed every single question and I would have been doing that for days and days um, so yeah I did take a class and that was quite helpful um, but there was quite a learning curve um, with everything, as you know, um, all the things that you have to get ready for. And, uh, but yeah, it's, um, it's great. I love doing it. And I love the people that you get to meet because of it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, Carol Sue and I had, uh, um, an, a, a doctor from California who heard our podcast and then contacted us, Dr. Kavay. Oh um, yeah. Wow. Excellent. Uh, an anesthesiologist and and he's oh, a, wow. the nicest nicest man and we had to, and we meet so many unique and interesting people along the way and um my gosh you know um and he's on tiktok yeah and like over three hundred thousand um followers and i'm like wow, that's, that's cool that he contacted you guys that's cool. yeah he just wanted to come on and talk about what he does or it, well, yeah, it's interesting that he did and what he brought really a different perspective from an anesthesiologist that you don't uh, definitely is not really something that they practice in the medical. You don't learn about it in the medical field when you're training, but how it was to really uh, connect with that patient at least 24 to 48 hours before they're on the table because he like, you know, he really explained the whole a medical procedure of anesthesiology and it's really your your last step before death and it was you know that blunt right, uh, of right, where your right. the state of your body goes into right. and the fact that if you uh talk to the patient like their first name make that little bit of connection with them so then when they go under uh they have a more pleasant experience of coming out and it, and it actually leads to a better ro road for recovery purposes and he actually, one of the things that I thought was magical about what he said is a lot of times he'll call the patient at home a couple of days ahead of time. And he says a lot of times, you know, with, with spam or whatever, they don't answer. He leaves a message right. because how often do you, you normally hear from, say, the main doctor, or you might hear from the hospital double checking, you know, you got a fast, you got to report to, you know, the right. or the, you know, the hospital this time. No one ever hears from the anesthesiologist. So it was very quite an interesting and just way of really about the healing process after the fact, instead of saying, you know, patient, you know, 104, you know, you know, making it so, um, you know, medical where there's no personal touch to it. So yeah. it really was, don't you think, Jen, it was just a, a definitely a different insight that I would have ever thought of because I'm one of those that is not a good patient. Like I stress out. 
Oh, I and stress out I, about that too, especially when you go yeah. under. Because Am I gonna get out? Like, am I gonna wake up and then? Right. You know, where you're not am in control. I? And, you're not yeah. in control. Someone else right. is. Yeah. Right. Um, and and from yeah. from a standpoint of um, like a sterile atmosphere. Obviously, you have to be in a sterile atmosphere when you're in in the OR. But from the communication Mind. aspect of and it, the mindset fascinating and uh yeah it was a great conversation but and you've had like you said uh today you had a, a great conversation with someone about uh paranormal oh activity. my gosh and uh i can't wait to get that one up and running um, oh, that'll man. be very fascinating to listen to yeah well, i mean i love having creatives of all kinds on the show you know uh, musicians authors artists actors um healers psychics ghost hunters i do love i kind of love the paranormal thing um people that who have overcome obstacles yeah i've had a wide variety of uh, different people on and people can just kind of cherry pick what episode they you know that resonate resonates with them but um yeah i've had uh i had a couple on that had a ufo experience they like to call it um that is a fantastic episode. Um, they were all over. They're on YouTube. They were on um, America's Unsolved Mystery. You know, a, a whole bunch of different things because they were involved in a um, UFO. They were. They don't like to say they were abducted. It was. They like to call it like a UFO experience. But it's called the Yeah, but it's. It was like they were part of like hundreds of people. What's that? Beam me up, Scotty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a fascinating. That would that would have freaked me out. That would freak me out. Yeah, and um, they talked about it. What happened to them? And it wasn't just them. It was like hundreds of people that this happened to. If you Google um, Berkshire UFOs, you'll you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, I don't know. Should I? Yeah. This stuff freaks me out. Berkshire UFOs. It happened in I think it was 1969. Um, a bunch of people had seen. Um, seeing some things in the sky that just uh and where and why is it is it berkshire berkshire uh berkshire b-e-r-k-s-h-i-r-e and is that the name of the town um they just called it berkshire ufos so yeah i would assume but um and then tom reed t-h-o-m reed and just google that but yeah though i interviewed him that was a great that was a wonderful episode I want to have them back on again, but yeah, um, I've had ghost hunters on too. I've, ghost I've, hunters, I've, Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've had people. I had somebody on my show that um, saw a gnome. <laughs> what? Yeah, oh, yeah. Gnome. She was out of the UK. She saw um, fairies and stuff. Uh, that oh, was a Lord. great episode as well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not there to judge. I just, I love to interview and I just let the no, listeners. I think that's, I think that's, you know, again, showing variety because a lot of people are definitely into that stuff or connect with that stuff. And Absolutely. so uh, there's no shame to that game of gnomes yeah. and UFOs. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's very interesting what um, people have experienced and I love to get, you know, I love storytelling. I like getting their story out there and you learn something with each uh, guest, don't you find that to be true? I mean, every guest I have, I've kind of learned something that, you know, it's, it's very fun. Yeah. We've had, uh, you know, I'm thinking of one guest that we've had on a couple times and she's been on our 250th and then we had a, 
I think we did a 350th. I can't remember. We've done so many. But anyways, um, she always, and she's kind of, um, do you know who I'm talking about? She kind of, um, I don't want to say shy, but on the quieter side. And, and But she likes to start out with telling a joke. And you oh, would yeah, never... yeah, she's she, I, I, actually a lot of people, you know, thought, you know, you, you, almost, I would say dry, like a dry sense of humor yeah. Yeah. and dryness to her. She's very um, like on point of what she's talking about. And then all of a sudden she starts getting, you know, she's, she ends her, her podcast or she ends her conversations with a joke and they're either filthy or funny as hell. I mean, they're just funny oh. and you wouldn't expect that she would be telling this, the, the joke. She's just, but she's, she's, eccentric, uh, it sounds. she's, she's, she's such a joy. She's got a lot of wisdom, a lot of character, uh, in a, in a, a, a very on point way. And then it's it's like she's quiet, but she's not quiet. And then she comes out with this zinger joke and you're not expecting it. Like like the first time she tells a joke, I think our, our mouths drop. We're like, did she just say that? <laughs> did she just say that? Yeah. So kind of on that line, um, and you've described some of your guests, like what, um, and I'm interested to hear this, what is your maybe most memorable event or maybe something that you learned, like going into uh, a podcast, like maybe a certain subject or a certain guest that had a very unique experience? You know, it's, it's hard to say because I've had a lot of different guests on. Um, I had one guest on that talked about his um, suicide attempt and um, how what led up to it and... Um, that was, that was, um, you know, that was very poignant and I learned, you know, it, it was very, I couldn't believe he was, he, he just told me everything and I couldn't believe it. And I'm like, he goes, can I say this? I said, yeah, I want to, I want people to, you know, know your story and maybe learn from it and maybe prevent someone from, um, doing something like that, you know, and I wanted it, you know, to be helpful for people. So, um, you know, I, I learned a lot from that episode. Um, you know, with this with this um, job, it takes a lot of twists and turns. Sometimes you don't even know where the conversation's going to go, and you're like, "Oh, wow, okay." You know, um, it's it's what it, it's what makes it fun. Mm. Oh, for sure. And I think, and you know, the the key piece too is always making sure that you're open to learning, whether it's something that you didn't know, different perspective. Uh, I, I love all that. But we had a few guests where. Uh, there may have been even verbiage that I was floored that came out. Yeah, and I, don't get, I, mean, I don't get. I normally don't get floored over that, but we recently had one, and I was like, "Oh God!" Oh. <laughs> one of our last guests, and it, it just she blurted out some some something to do in the morning with with women. Do you remember? Oh yeah, and she said a word that on air that was yeah okay well yeah. i think <laughs> i think you can do that you just mark it as explicit when you're putting it on the directories but yeah yeah and i i would i i'm not even sure that it's well i guess you could say it was explicit i mean i wouldn't necessarily think it was explicit it's but it, it uh you know when you're not expecting <laughs> that to come out had a zinger uh, <laughs> i was like whoa okay i, I think our expression kind of caught it anyways because we were like uh, i was watching the two of them, we're like oh. 
Okay. Oh, okay, now I'm going to have to watch this. Uh, which episode is this? Well, you'll, you can oh, tell me off. Yeah, we'll, we'll tell you off. Okay. Okay. <laughs> You know, again, there wasn't, there wasn't really, I mean, from her perspective and what she was talking about, there wasn't anything necessarily wrong. It was just, right. you know, we weren't expecting that. And I'm sure, because uh, I had a couple of listeners <laughs> message me and like, wow. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, shit happens. Yeah. Well, all your episodes are live, right? So it's not like you can yeah. edit it. Yeah, okay. they, they right, are right. live. And like I said, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. It was just, right. you know, the unexpected that you weren't expecting. And for some people, it might be a little uncomfortable, a little kind of an uncomfortable subject or more of a, yeah. you know, that's a private conversation. I, I wouldn't necessarily have that on air. Uh, you know, somebody may feel that, but you know, we, we're, we're proud that uh, our podcasts are, you know, we go with the flow of whatever is being chatted it's about. And, it's entertaining, you know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and I, I think part of the, uh, you know, what makes it raw and real is, you know, even as being the ones that are putting on the pod- podcast that we too can be shocked and surprised. <laughs> and I think that's always a good thing. And, you know, we've always said, um, and I remember our first summer when we were doing the podcast, um, with everything going on in, in the world at that time. And we had one live podcast. Now, obviously I'm usually at the controls and I, um, I was upstairs actually doing the podcast and I was trying to keep up with the messages and I'm like, okay, we have a message from so-and-so and they say this, and this, I, I will say that. And, and I know, you know, who I'm talking about, but, um, it was, that person was very controversial. Like, and, and I don't care that somebody is controversial or disagrees with us, but I always say, you know, disagree with the utmost respect, like, you know, right. keep it clean, you know, whatever. And, you know, if there's a sidebar to it, if you feel you need to pull one of us aside or off camera or whatever, you know, then tell us. Um, but it was, it really was, I think um, we've learned so much by podcasting is what mm-hmm. I'm trying to get at. Sure. Oh, yeah. you, you learn to navigate. I, I think when you're you're postured in the message and you're postured in the passion, the desire to impact others, you you just naturally go with the flow of, you know, the derailments of here and there, and that's right. life. I mean, uh, yeah. learn how to pivot, pivot, yeah, in a different exactly. direction if need be. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes you have to do that, as I'm sure you are very well attuned to when you're when doing a live podcast. You just sometimes have to. Right. Okay, so. Yeah. Move it on. Right. Yeah. There's just some things you want to stay away from for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, and obviously I'm gonna have to we'll have to chat at some point. Um, you know, as far as the editing part of the of the audio. I recently um, you know, because we have our video channels, uh YouTube, uh Rumble and BitChute. So, and I'm learning a lot about YouTube and the, you know, editing videos and um yeah. So we'll have to share, swap some stories with that. Wendy, how can, um, I know that you, um, a choose to care podcast. I think you have a Facebook group or a Facebook page. Yeah. So, um, I have both actually, um, a juicy pair podcast. Um, I have a Facebook page and a Facebook group. Um, the page is where, you know, the episode is connected. You know, if you, you know, don't have Spotify or, you know, Pandora, we're on all the major, um, directories but you can just listen to it right from facebook which is nice i connected that up and we have a website a juicy pair podcast.com 
And, um, you know, if you, if someone wants to get on my show or think they would be a great fit, or if they've had, you know, like a UFO or any sort of paranormal encounter experience, they can email me as well. Um, CokeWendy769 um, at gmail.com. I'd be happy to look it over. And um, yeah, um, I also have my author stuff too. I have uh, Wendy M. Coke author on uh, Facebook. And yeah, my second book just came out end of January too. It's called An Awakening. And um, oh, that's right. Yeah. So that one's got the crow on it. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's that, awesome. Yeah. Thank you. And that did not take eight years. It took, I wrote it during the pandemic. And really, it's sort of like book two to a gray resort, but not you wouldn't necessarily have to read a gray resort to understand um, an awakening. And it was just um, very fun to write. Oh, my gosh. A uh, lot of different characters in the book. Some are people I know. Uh, I changed names and scenarios and things. And some people, obviously, if you read it, um, you know, it's characters that I made up. But um, that was very fun. Very fun to write, not necessarily fun to edit. <laughs> that part was. Yeah, the, the editing process is always tough. That is for sure. Um, Wendy, we want to thank you so much uh, for being on. Carol, so any closing remarks or? No, I, I enjoyed it and I look forward to, uh, to, to following you and also listening to about these UFOs. You have I'm, to, I'm yes. intrigued, a little nervous, but intrigued. Yeah, yeah. Um, Thank you so much for having me, ladies. Um, I really appreciate it. Um, it's been a lot of fun. Thank you. Awesome. And thank you for um, taking the time out of your busy schedule, especially with two set of, sets of twins. God bless you. And so an exciting time for you and your family with the upcoming graduation for sure. Yeah. Hey, everyone. It's Trending Thursday at night with two sisters. You know, what's trending in your world today and how will you make a difference? So what is trending before you go? We got to hear it. What's trending for you, Jan? Um, the new hairstyle. That's looking trending pretty good. For me. And uh, yeah. Wendy, what's trending for you? Uh, for me, I would have to say uh, dry shampoo. I used about 10 pounds of it before I got on the show today because I didn't have time <laughs> to wash my hair because I have four teenagers. They wouldn't get out of the bathroom. <laughs> so... <laughs> I, had to use I got two things trending, uh, two things I heard today, or one I saw, one I heard, which I'm going to be trying. The first is a salon that uses, every, everything is organic, even the color. I'm a little skeptical because I'm like, organic, you know, coloring for people that have gray hair. This should be interesting. So that's kind of trending, very up and coming salon. And the other thing is literally, I thought we were being... Uh, you know, inundated by, you know, bombs. I didn't know what was going off. And the Blue Angels uh, is here in Vero Beach for a air show. And where our home is, is in the flight pattern. So needless to say, I saw a lot of planes coming very close to the house, sideways, ups, ups and down. I was running around, I was trying to take a video. My heart was palpitating. I was shaking like a leaf. Um, but that is what's trending in Vero Beach. And it was a lot, when I say loud, it was loud uh, because literally they just, I mean, I could look up and I could see underneath the plane. I mean, that, that's how close they were. Yeah, I so that. I did get some good shots, um, but it was pretty noisy here today. I so it's going to be like that all weekend long because the actual air show is 
uh, Friday through Sunday. So, oh my gosh, I would love that. Oh man, yeah, I was. I mean, once I got over the initial, oh my god, what's happening? Because right. you know we do live close to the airport, and you know obviously you're not used to seeing those kinds of fighter what they look like fighter jets. Yeah, and I'm like, oh my god, is there something going on in the world I don't know about? <laughs> uh, and I saw only one yesterday, and then. You know, I was reminded today about the air strikes. Oh, that must have been what I was seeing. And then today it was nonstop, like nonstop. Hmm. And it was just cool to see them. Although there was one pivotal moment where I did literally screamed. Uh, The four were in formation going one way. And then all of a sudden I saw it like out of my uh, side vision, another one coming that purposely obviously went underneath and they did some move. I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. So I was a little nerved up by it, but, um, you know, it was, it was pretty impressive, loud and impressive. So that's, what's trending here. But with that, you know, we want to thank you, Wendy, for coming on. We look forward to following up with you, having you as your guest again, and also double checking some of these, uh, different, uh, UFO things. I'm really excited about that. But this is Carol Sue, AKA Nani Boss live with you. Sisters. Hey everyone, it's Janice, aka Wellness Diva 5.0. We will see you tomorrow morning for Fantabulous Friday. Have a great evening, everyone. Bye for now. Bye. Now. Bye.